It's time to jump into the Wayback Machine and go back to the 80s. I am your host, Golden Jay, and with me, as always, Frankie Vegas. Sup? And we are here to take you back, back to one of the greatest decades ever. So let's begin. I don't know. Do you like that intro? Yeah. I've been kind of feeling it out a little bit. I mean, yeah, it's fine. You can change it up anytime you like. (laughs) I mean, your show, you know, you do you. Oh, I don't know. This is not my show. This is Frankie's show. I'm just just happy to be here and be a part of the golden 80s. Welcome, listeners. Welcome. We're going to take you back in time, back to a year when hair was tall <laughs> and the ozone was small <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true do you think the ozone actually recovered from the 80s i hope i mean i don't know they don't, I, they don't <laughs> talk about it like they did no, back in the aquanet no, days no they do not <laughs> at least i i haven't heard <laughs> oh well you know al gore has uh He's already won his Nobel Prize yeah. for whatever whatever yeah. it was that he fucking did. I don't even know, but um, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't got nothing there, boys and girls. <laughs> uh, but hey, what's been going on, bud? Um, let's see. I've had I've had a little bit of an eventual 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 eventful. There you go. Thank yeah. you. All right. Um, kind of last couple weeks. Um. My son Josh, he got officially is oh, a second officially. grade teacher. It got passed by the school board. Got nice. to watch that on live stream. He set that up. Very cool. So that was awesome. Um, and so he started um, the thing. I guess Amazon does a thing where it's kind of like a we call that like a when you put in like what you want for like your wedding or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, like a. Um <laughs> wow thank you i had it uh, i was just about there and it just escaped me uh, a registry, registry. <laughs> hey, <same laughs> we'll never be able to do that again no, ever probably not, probably not. <laughs> yeah but yeah uh and he got a lot of responses for it response responses from it nice and so I got to give a bit. I do have to give a big shout out to Scotty T. Uh-oh. And his wonderful wife Beth. Uh-huh. They they went above and beyond. I mean, they love them some Josh. So oh, he's, yeah. He spent a lot of time at the Trowbridge household. He did. He did. <laughs> yes, I remember he, every time I'd show up, Josh was there. <laughs> well, him and Miles, you know, know, they were yeah. like best friends. Yep. And, I, he went on vacation with them and mm-hmm. stuff, and I think he went with you guys too to Chicago. Uh, we went, went to, I, we did Chicago together. There was like a beer fest or something. That there's a story there. Listen, <laughs> and, that, and that kid drank me under the table, which pissed me off. No, uh, actually, we did go to uh, the Chicago beer fest. That was craft. It was like a craft uh, beer thing in Soldier Field. Oh, where we actually drank beer on the soldier field i drank beer right on the sea oh there you right go. at 50 yard line i'm drinking beer i'm like you don't ever get to do this shit this <laughs> is this is something that was you know an amazing an amazing thing but miles and josh went to the um the museum i can't think of what which one it is 
the history museum that's oh, right okay. there. Okay. Uh, they went and did that while we were over because we were you only get a couple hours in there, like two yeah. and a half hours. So we uh, we all took the train up, jumped off there, um, right there at Soldier Field because South Shore will take you right right there. Huh. I mean, it's a very short walk around to get into the doors of Soldier Field. You walk right past the museum. And so we dropped them off there, and then we went and drank beer for two and a half hours. There you go. And I'm sure Josh has got stories about oh, leaving. Yeah. yeah, he yes, <laughs> I've heard him. I was. I'm not gonna say. Oh, I'm not gonna say oh, what I know. Oh, <laughs> Scotty T, you know what you did. That's all I have to say. Yeah, but no, do a big shout out to Scott and Beth. They they took care of Josh. Good deal. Good deal. <laughs> Yes, congratulations, Josh. I did. Uh, I did hear that. I read it. Um, I'm super excited for him because I I believe that this is his dream job. I mean, we all yes. knew he wanted to be an ed- elementary educator, yeah. But to come back to Try his it. hometown, his home school, uh, I mean, yeah, that is amazing, and I'm so happy for him that he's going to be there. Oh yeah. Hopefully, he'll be there for a long, long time. I'm hoping. Yeah. Um, I w- wish that Montana would be a little closer, but, uh, you know, there's a plan somewhere down the line. Yeah, she's, a, she's a theater teacher, so it's probably a little bit harder to find yeah. that job. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, she was hoping that something would open up uh, here eventually in the Plymouth okay. uh, School District. And because that's where she did um, all of her teaching in her last year of college was in Plymouth. And she mm-hmm. absolutely loved it. And and uh, and she don't mind where she's at now. She's up in what Hobart, I think. Mm. She likes, you know, she likes working with the kids and stuff up there. But mm. she wants to be a little bit closer to home. That you know, it puts them like an hour and a half away, and mm. you know, and she wants to be a little closer to closer to home and to the family. But they're they're doing great. They're having they're having fun up there, and you know, That's living good. in That's living good. in the big city. Living in the big city. Oh man, I will tell you what. Mm-hmm. When there's a McDonald's and a drug deal on every corner. <laughs> I think you can get that in Warsaw. <laughs> Sorry, Warsaw. <laughs> what we need is one more McDonald's. What What are we thinking? One more, just one more. Uh, it's like every time they build, what they build? Um, no, when they built that newest one, everybody was like, "Why are we building another McDonald's? We already have two. Do we need a third? Well, you got to have one in each town and one in the middle. So why, you know, each into town? There you go. There you go. It's like Culver's now. They're popping up everywhere. Yeah. And whatever you do, don't leave a Dollar General bag in your yard. It'll spring up a store there, too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You got to love it. But, yeah, congratulations to Josh. That's awesome. Congratulations. Looking forward to hearing about his future there. I'm sure he's getting fired up. He's already wanting the school year to start, I'm sure. Uh, I think he wants to get into his classroom so he can start putting it together right you know so but there that's i guess if i understood it right from him they've got everything shoved into that room while they're doing all the oh maintenance uh, during the summer so so even if you could get in there there's too much shit crammed in there that it is no uh no able to do any but but he is teaching summer school right now well he's an assistant teaching Right on. In summer school. So he is teaching, so. 
So he's working for the summer. He's not just taking it easy. Oh, no. Man. No, if he's working at the school, he's working at Bourbon Street Pizza. Oh, that is a good point. You used to kick around Bourbon. You used to work I, at Bourbon Street. Yeah, I still, I still would if they give me some hours. <laughs> I can't even get 40 hours a week in my normal job. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I heard that they're, uh, they're uh, cutting back some of the hours a little bit. Oh, yeah. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. Hey, let me tell you. My job is a big fucking question mark. Are they hiring? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, they, they. I don't know. They could probably fit you in somewhere, but you probably wouldn't do what you want to do. Yeah, probably. Or you probably have to do things you don't want to do. Yeah. <laughs> I hear they got a spot for colonoscopy. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, with mine, we're into uh, as as of this recording. Now, when this releases, you know it's um, it's going to be well and done. But I'm into my last week into the warehouse that I manage. Yeah, we're tearing it all out and shipping it all away. And so, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to be doing after the week of the Fourth of July. Oh wow! I'm sorry to hear that. It's all right. I could be just focusing on. Golden Mojo Entertainment. Oh, there you go. Which to me would be a dream job. I would love oh, yeah. to be able just to focus 100% on right. getting this up and rolling. Well, what do you need for that to happen? Do money. You got money. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like sponsorships, is that what? Oh, yeah. Sponsorships, uh, hey, advertisements. Anybody, please, if you need a sponsor, please. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you'd like to sponsor the Golden 80s or anything else on Golden Mojo Entertainment, give me a shout. Yeah. Or, you know, merchandise sales would be nice, too. So <laughs> check out goldenmojoent.com. Go check out our merch store. Buy a T-shirt. Buy a uh, pint glass. Buy a Call Guys baseball cap. You just never know. You might find some something on there you like. Uh, also, uh, you know, I am still working on it, so there's still a lot of... Uh, I still got a lot of things to put together, but when... I just, time, time is killing me at this point. Like I said, if I could just focus on this full time, hint, hint, rocker chick, hint, hint. (laughs) Oh, so on that note, note. (laughs) are we ready to, are we ready to get in? Do we, oh, what? Do you have a question of the pod 80s edition for me? I do. Oh, Okay. I was getting ready to go into the story, and I thought, shit, we better get into this question. Okay. My question of the pod, 80s edition, edition. this week. 80s edition. (laughs) Okay, picture it. Little Golden Jay getting out of bed. The little emperor. Mullet. Mullet. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it may even been before the mullet days. maybe. In your PJs. Uh Uh-huh. Getting that big bowl of cereal on a Saturday morning. Yep. What was in that bowl of cereal, and what were you watching on TV in, uh, on Saturday morning? Oh man. Um, well, it, the, the, what was in the bowl? That's the easy question because it was Cheerios. We always had Cheerios at my house. What else was in the bowl was about four pounds of sugar. <laughs> I used to dump so much sugar on it and then enjoy, after you eat the cereal, you'd have the milk, and then I'd just dig down to the bottom of the bowl, get that spoonful of milky sugar, and oh, yeah, shit, that's all 
gosh, I missed that. What was on the TV is a little harder to remember. I remember there was a show called Mask, a cartoon called Mask, where they had like the vehicles that would do different things. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the main guy had a uh, Chevy Camaro or whatever, and the, and the doors would come up, and then he flew the car. Uh, of course, you know, the Amazing Spider Friends, I do believe, was one of them that I watched. Yes. Um, but I had a routine, man. It, I would, I would break, I'd break uh, eyes wide open at six o'clock in the morning because that's when you know about the time cartoons started, and I wouldn't leave there till one o'clock, and I would watch cartoons all damn morning, because that was the only day of the week you got cartoons. So, unlike now, you know, you get Cartoon Twenty Four Seven. You can find it, yeah, Cartoon mm-hmm. Network. Although, I don't care for the cartoons on Cartoon Network. I don't know why. No, no. I don't know. So, what's in your bowl? What are My you watching? Bowl? Well, I didn't need to put four pounds of sugar on mine because <laughs> I was the Fruity Pebbles guy. Oh, that's you know. I think we did talk about this oh, early think, on. Maybe yeah. we did. Maybe yeah. we did. Yeah, I love Fruity Pebbles. Still do. But unfortunately, as you get older and you get diabetes, you know that that's true. You can't really have that, but I still do occasionally. Hey, sometimes you have to. <laughs> yeah, you gotta live. So what were you watching? Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna get made fun of, but I was a big Smurfs fan. Oh yeah, love the Smurfs, and I changed it around. I didn't stay on one station. Excuse me. Um. Because you know, I would go from the Smurf to Scooby-Doo. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, what was that called? It was like the week Saturday weekend special or whatever, and it was always like a different cartoon or okay. a different like short movie. Like one of them was Miss, uh, Miss Switch. Mm, uh, I don't know that I remember that yeah, one. You know, you know, I get some schoolhouse rock in there. And, <laughs> uh and then I would always watch American Bandstand because I just um, I like to hear live music. So you know, I like to hear, see the bands actually play or sing. Was that was was that Dick Clark? Yeah, Dick okay. Clark, American Bandstand. I yeah. I did not watch that, and I did not watch the 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 Miss Switch or whatever. Yeah, you know, that that. that uh, yeah, I I I don't remember that one. I. Yeah. I didn't remember that American Bandstand was even on, but to be honest, but at that time, um, mm. but I had a routine. My was a routine. I remember that yeah. at six o'clock this was on, at six thirty this was on. I remember that there was, you know, and I did. I channel surfed. I was like, yeah. th- these two went back to back, and then I had to switch over to the other channel, and then there was three of them there, and then I switched back to this channel. No, um, I don't know if you remember this one. I mean, we were a little older. You know, probably I might have been a freshman. You may have been younger than that. (laughs) Junior high, something like that. But me and my buddy started watching it one Saturday morning because I crashed over at his house. It was like the first um, Saturday of the new cartoon, the new season. Uh And it was called Galaxy High. Mm, I don't remember oh that one. Oh my god, I love that show. And I like so I started watching. Now here I'm in high school. And I'm getting up to make sure I watch that show on Saturdays. He's got it. He's at his buddy's house. He's pissed. No pretty pebbles. <laughs> no pretty pebbles. No. I didn't uh, think I was eating breakfast at that time. <laughs> probably not. But um, 
I don't know. I never turned down a free meal when I got into my high school days. So, mm. because, you know, you were always, for me, I was always out running, yeah. out doing, and, you know, I always missed supper and, mm-hmm. um, you know, that bowl of Cheerios turned into, uh, <laughs> you gonna dig this. I would come home after my mom was in bed and I would take a box of that jiffy blueberry muffin mix. Okay. Drop the egg in, stir it up. And then I would just eat that. <sighs> Everybody's like, oh, what the fucking gross, man? It, it, it's got that egg in it. But, you know, <laughs> I I watched Rocky yeah. eat raw eggs. It yeah. was fine. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, so very cool. I, I do have a question. Did you ever, as you get older, did you notice that Fruity Pebbles, the dyes and the colors in there changed your poop different colors? I've never noticed. <laughs> never have noticed. You didn't look? No. Oh, you're not a looker? I'm not a looker. You're not a looker? You don't want to look and say, I ate that yesterday, <laughs> but I think it's mixed with a little bit of the day before. It's, you know, it's just, as you get older, you got to keep your digestive system in order. Okay. So you got to make sure you're, you don't keep a catalog. It's like, no. today's poop, I had corn, mushrooms, and uh, I think that was chicken. <laughs> No, I just don't pay that much attention, I guess. It's okay. Some people are not lookers. No. I Like I said, I like to keep track. How long does it take to run through? How long does corn take to run through your digestive system? The golden image 80s at gmail.com. <laughs> no pictures. No Please, pictures. no pictures. <laughs> no pictures. No pictures. They will not be open. They will be. They will return to center. <laughs> oh, now that reminds me. I would like uh, just watched an episode of um, the Big Bang Theory, and they were talking about Sheldon bowel movement chart. He has a I chart. Was, yep. <laughs> I was like, oh. yep. He uh, relieves his bowels at seven fifteen. I do believe every morning. <laughs> So you were not allowed to be in the bathroom at that time. No, not at all. What a great show! Yeah, I really enjoy that show. Oh, I love that show. So, so you do you fall in? You're a call guys listener. Yeah. Do you fall into uh, this? Where? What is your stance on Seinfeld? You know, I haven't watched a whole lot of them of those episodes. Um, but the few I've seen, I didn't think were bad. I mean, but I can't judge it as a whole because I haven't watched a ton of them. Right on. I've seen like the Soup Nazi. Oh, yeah. Everybody's the, seen the Soup yeah, Nazi. You know, and Shrinkage and, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the bet. You know, I've seen the, the classics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I found, and, and, you know, you're actually an exception. I mean, you just won't jump on the, you just don't, won't jump on either side. But most people, if they love Seinfeld, hate Big Bang or How I Met Your Mother. If they love How I Met Your Mother or Big Bang, then they hate Seinfeld. Mm. And I found that, and I've asked, I've went out and asked people about it. And that's where it falls. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, if I'm going to choose, I'm going to choose Big Bang over right. Seinfeld. That just me. But I don't have any problem with Seinfeld. Listen, in case uh, in case you're wondering, he's he's got this look on his face like, suck it, Colton. <laughs> <laughs> suck it, Colton. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so I, I'm a big, big fan. I, I'm a Big Bang fan. I uh, That one took me a minute, though. I'm going to admit, that one took me a minute because I just wanted to fucking kill Sheldon from the from the get-go. I, if I could have reached through my TV screen and smacked the shit out of him, I would have been uh, would have been a happy day. <laughs> now, do you watch Young Sheldon? Uh, I have. Yeah. I just don't watch it very often. Uh, I have watched it. It's not a bad show. I just It's not really right. what I want to see. It's let's, okay. L- let's face it. Let's face it. I watch Big Bang for Penny. Well, yeah. Yeah. Of course. Thank God for the- Kaylee Cuckoo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're in like the, this ain't the 2000s. Yeah, we're not in the 2020s. Uh, let's, let's, all right. All right. Are we ready to get into today's episode? Yes. All right. Here we go. This inaugural professional wrestling pay-per-view event took place on March 31st, 1985, with the attendance of over 19,000 people. It was seen by over a million viewers on TV, making it the largest pay-per-view wrestling event on TV in the U.S. at that time. We are here to talk about WrestleMania number one. And Yay. guess who's got the lead on this this week? <laughs> well, well, hey, before we get into the whole WrestleMania thing, you and I both have each have a connection to wrestling. Why, sure. why, why don't you tell the listeners what your connection and your story with wrestling is? Uh, well, mine is uh, I grew up in the wrestling business because my father uh, was a professional wrestler. Uh, he, and it's, it's interesting because, uh, during our pre-production meeting at the, at the table on my deck, <laughs> we were, I told, I told, uh, Frankie that I have a couple of, uh, of stories that revolves around that. And as we get into WrestleMania and the main event with Hulk Hogan and Captain Lou walks out with him. My dad was actually wrestling in the WWF prior to them becoming huge up in Newfoundland. So he actually knew Captain Lou Albano. And he got out. This was early 70s. He got out of that just as Hogan was starting to come in. So time frame wise, it's always been a little askew to me as far as when that is, because that would have been mid 70s somewhere in there. I mean, obviously, WrestleMania uh, being in 1985, it took some time to build it up to this big event. So, you know, Hogan had been in the business for a while, but uh, dad often told me that, yeah, he's like he he left just as his Hulk was coming in because. As a kid, him telling me that he did that, I'm like, did you know Hulk Hogan? Did you know Hulk Hogan? And he's like, no, he was just coming in. But um, So for me, growing up in that, in that business, uh, my dad wrestled a lot in the Lima, Ohio area in Midwest, as part of the Midwest Championship Wrestling um, group, which included, and is not limited to, <laughs> Uh, a certain WWE wrestling star, Al Snow, which 
Al Al had a few, you know, Al had a few years on me. He was probably what ten years older than me or something like that. Um, but I always say that I grew up with Al Snow because he was still really, really young when he was, you know, getting into the business over there. But I've got pictures of uh, him and Dad together wrestling and and stuff like that. So uh, my stint in wrestling stopped when my parents got divorced and my dad went on to do other things. He kept continuing wrestling. He actually wrestled the weekend before he got diagnosed with this cancer. And so basically about three months before he died, he still was wrestling up to that point. So he loved it. He absolutely loved doing it. It's like me playing in a band or doing podcasting. That was his hobby that he loved to go do. And he went on to be a promoter and did shows in Warsaw and in Plymouth and this area, you know, um, uh, and brought in, you know, Al was there. I mean, Al Snow, you know, WWE superstar wrestled at the Warsaw Armory. <laughs> Brian Costello, uh, who was did not quite do as well as Al did, was one of the guys that we ran around with. And, you know, I, I remember road tripping with him and his dad Woody um I tell you ever tell you that story yeah yeah about him him turning me into the cops yeah <laughs> yes you did you did tell me that yeah uh so yeah I have a long long history with with the wrestling business and um you know I know a lot of things uh shit we used to ha- I used to hang out with Bobo Brazil uh, and uh Moose Cholock and and you know a lot of that, and even in the Golden Image Radio days, uh, we did an interview with Hal West, who was known to me as Duke West. He was a referee. He was a referee that my dad always called on to to uh, do most of his matches. Um, Hal actually wrote a book uh, called uh, "Long Days, Short Pays," and. It's basically about him coming up in the business until he couldn't do it physically because of his back and stuff like that, and then going on to be a referee. But there, it's the the book has got a shit ton of stories about my dad in it, a whole chapter dedicated to him, and uh, it's a great read. Um, yeah, look it up. I'm not sure exactly where you can get it. There was a pro wrestling site that it was on, but um, yeah, yeah, long days, fun. short pays. The um, the up and coming of the Canadian Rose. He went by the Canadian Rose. I'll have to look look that up. So now I've spent the last fifteen minutes fucking <laughs> babbling on about uh, what I did. Tell everybody what you do in there. What your connection is? Uh, my connection is I have just really until let's see. I think I got into the wrestling business when I was forty eight. So <laughs> it took me a while, but I've always been a fan. Right, and I just. I just happened to know some people and some connections, and I got in as a manager because I'm just I'm just too old to start really training to get in there and do a match. And right. Although I have I do take bumps and get hit and taking some chairs and <laughs> thrown into still post and all that good stuff, you know. And I do um most of the time I'm in Warsaw down at the CCAC. I'm not really doing anything right now. I have a booking on 
August. Oh shoot! I don't, now I got to look at the date, but it's in August <laughs> at the fairgrounds in Warsaw, where it's an eleven thirty show at night. Oh, and I'm like, after all the band plays, I'm like, oh great, we get all the drunks. That's yeah. wonderful. <laughs> you know, drunks like to throw shit. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm worried about. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but. Yeah, I just I've been involved with it and the last several years and I've just I've really I have enjoyed it. I have learned a lot. You know, cuz it's not when you watch it on TV, you may know that it's predetermined. I'll never say fake. Predetermined. <laughs> because believe me, the thing they do out there it's not really fake. It it hurts. <laughs> Hey, listen, man, I, I have seen scars and I've seen real blood mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, yeah. how how those things come about, we'll leave that as the secrets of yeah. the, of the I business. Wa but. I want the guy basically break 50% of his body. Yeah. Getting thrown out of a ring. Mm. Landed wrong. Yep. And I think the one whole one side of his body, which just every bit of it broke. Mm. It wasn't bad. But yeah, but yeah, there's a lot that goes into wrestling. It it it's work. I mean, it, it, it's they call it a they call it sports entertainment. Yeah. And I think we need to emphasize the fact that it's sports because it does take a lot of physical uh, you know, it's very physical. Oh, yeah. It's, it's you know, it's just like going out on a football field oh, and getting yeah. beat up. Oh yeah, I well, and cardio because you have got to be able to be going 100 miles an hour for anywhere between 5, 15, 20 minutes, just depending on the length of your match. Mm -hmm. What is, what is okay, the, let's break this down real quick, and then we'll get into WrestleMania. Um, what, uh, what, what is the longest match now in, in this scenario? Is it twenty minutes? Is twenty minutes kind of the like, max on a on a match? Like in PWF? Uh, sure. What is PWF? That that's the local circuit. Yeah. Okay. Or PF? I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know where I wrestle. <laughs> PWK. That one. Uh, FWF. I'm sorry. That's the one I am normally with. Um, yeah. It's um, yeah about. Usually seven to eight minutes for the like main event can go anywhere from fifteen to twenty. Right on. You know. See now, when I was coming up, it was nothing. A twenty-minute match was the opening match. Yeah. And you know, it wasn't anything for the uh, main event to be like uh, you know a best two out of three fall you know, 60-minute time limit, and those guys oh, would yeah. spend 60 minutes in that ring with each other and going through all of that uh, all that work. And now I watch, you know, I watch this stuff you see on TV, and these matches are two, three minutes, and I'm like, these guys are not even breaking a sweat. They're not even getting a workout, you know. They're, <laughs> they're just going in and doing their thing. Yeah. You know, TV matches, uh, they're they're different. You know, because they've got to, you know, they got to make sure they have time for all the sponsors to mm -hmm. get in their commercial. They got to, you know, backstage interviews, you know, entering promos. So Storyline story stuff. Yeah, they've yeah. got to, you know, so they've got to compact that all in. 
So they got so they instead of taking away from many of that stuff, they take away from the matches. Right. So they're shorter. Now you go to a house show or whatever, which is a show that's not televised or a pay per view type mat card. There, those matches are going to be longer. Right on. You know. Yeah, everything that I'm talking about is independent. You know, these these guys who just do it as a hobby because they sure as yeah. shit ain't weren't making any money doing it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's not much money in in the uh, in your side of it these days no, either. Is there? No, no. I well, not me. I did it. I did it for free because right I just love doing it. And I they tried to pay me, and I said, no. I like what I'm doing. <laughs> Split it up between the guys yeah. that do the work. You know, and it's they're. You know, the guys work hard. I mean, yeah. they're not, you know. I I think the guy back in your dad's day, I think they took it more serious. Not that there aren't guys that take it right. serious now, but I think a lot of them were just then wanting to, wanting to play professional wrestling. Right, right. You know. And not realize what the outcome is going to be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like the guy who broke half his damn body. Yeah. Well, actually, he's one of them that doesn't take it serious. He just, he was thrown out by a guy who wants to play wrestling. Right, right. He didn't take care of him. Yeah, yeah, and that's part of it, too. You know, I mean, you can, you have to be soft and, and not rigid when you're in there doing that stuff because you can hurt somebody very, very badly. Obviously, right there is the, the prime example. So. Oh, yeah. All right, we're done talking about okay. our, <laughs> we're done talking about our yeah. wrestling shit. Talk tell me more about WrestleMania. Cuz I am going to tell you right now, Frankie is the expert. Now, I've done my research and I know a little bit, but apparently I didn't do I was looking at the wrong videos I was watching uh, cuz I wanted to see what the main event was and apparently I watched the wrong fucking video. It wasn't label corrected YouTube bastards. <laughs> so break yeah. it down for me okay well wrestlemania wow i really i don't want to make this a three-hour episode because you really could on this <laughs> because there's you got to go back so far to just start to build up to why wrestlemania became wrestlemania right right why it happened and you know it all started when vince mcmahon the owner and CEO of WWF, or as it's known now, WWE, or back even before that, WWWF. Now he bought it from his father. Uh huh. And he decided he was going to do something different because back, and Jeremy can probably yep. add to this wrestling used to be a territorial thing. 100%. Yeah. So, you know, everybody had their own territories, you know, and, you know, like Dick the Bruiser had the Indianapolis area. I think the Sheik had Detroit. Right. Um, I can't remember who else, you know, um, down mid-south. They had, you know, just everywhere around the United States, they all had a territory. You know, some were bigger, some were smaller, but it was broken and they respected that, you know. Right. You didn't go into somebody else's territory. Although, although if uh, you were a wrestler, you could you could slide into some of those and work oh, for those promoters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if I remember right, Dick the Bruiser was 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 he was in a territory, but I, I think the the guy there was a guy above him that actually owned that territory and was the more the promoter that. Yeah. Well, I mean, him he and, was just the, him and Wilbur Snyder. They owned WWE. It'd be WWA. Okay. 
and that was like in the Fort. I always called it Fort Wayne wrestling because that's what I watched right on, on TV on uh-huh. Channel Fifty Five out of Fort Wayne, <laughs> WFFT. Um, but anyway, um, yeah. Well, McMahon Vince McMahon wanted to after he bought it from his dad wanted to make it national. So he started buying up all the small territories, stealing all the big-time wrestlers right. from the other territories, like, you know, Hulk Hogan. He was with the AWA, and uh, Roddy Piper was with NWA. And, you know, so he was paying them big bucks to leave theirs because they didn't have, like, big contracts, like ironclad contracts back then. Right. It was all I mean, it was all know? shaking the hand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know. Sometimes that didn't really pay out well no, either. No, <laughs> no. That, those are all, those are a lot of stories on that too. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Uh, so he did that. And he just wanted to keep, you know, keep building it, building it. Decided he wanted Hulk Hogan, you know, to be the man, to be the, the guy. Mm-hmm. And had he not went with Hogan, if Hogan wouldn't have left, I believe he was going to go with Dusty Rhodes. Oh, right on. But I just can't see it. But okay. Uh, but anyway, so eventually, Bob Backlund had been uh, the champion for years for WWF, and like four years or something like that, maybe more. And so they needed a transitional champion, which they had the Iron Sheik beat Bob Backlund because they couldn't have a at that time they weren't going to have a baby face versus the baby face right right so they let Iron Sheik hold the title for a short amount of time and Hogan came in and that's when Hulkamania started Mm -hmm. but Hulk actually didn't really get his fame his notoriety from wrestling right away he got it because he was in Rocky yep Rocky Three, so yep. that kind of made him kind of a popular thing, but he was wrestling for the AWA in Minnesota for Vern Gagne at the time. So that's why Vince was like, okay, I, I need this guy. He's going to be my guy. So he got him. What was his name in Rocky? Uh, Thunderlips. Very good. Uh, <laughs> brother. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Before I get into my ma- macho man. You ain't gonna serve me yet. Yeah. This one before macho man. <laughs> one year before macho man. Yeah, Randy was my favorite. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Boom song. That's a Spider-Man reference. <laughs> yeah. So, along comes this little thing called MTV. Oh, yeah. I, video I, killed the radio star. Video killed the very first video ever shown on MTV. That's your trivia question. Now. <laughs> That's right. We're going to ask you later. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cindy Lauper did a music video called Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Yes. Um, and it had, as her playing her father in the video, with Captain Lou Albano, which... I think Jeremy yeah, talked about earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, somehow in wrestling, 
in the wrestling world because Lou Albano was a manager in wrestling, or former wrestler turned manager. He was a heel, a bad guy. Uh, he was on WWF television talking about how he made Cindy Lauper a star and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and that led to the whole rock and wrestling connection. Well, and MTV did a whole big special and, yeah, I, I think it was Mark Goodwin or something like that. He he was like trying to figure out. He was like, "What the hell are we doing? We're a music pro show, <laughs> yeah, channel. Why are we doing wrestling?" But you know, they're saying, "No, no, this is going to be good." So they had a thing where Cindy Lauper told Lou Albano to get any wrestlers, any female wrestlers he wanted, and he she'd get any female wrestler that she wanted, and they would have a match, and it was on MTV. Oh, right on. Yeah, and it was uh, Wendy Richter and the fabulous Moolah. For, and Moolah was like the women's champion for, like, they say 50 years. But, <laughs> but, yeah, and that started the whole thing. Wendy won, won the title. And then it it went to something else where Captain Lou was getting some type of an achievement award, and Roddy Piper hates rock and roll, so he was putting down Cindy Lauper, and you know Lou was like, wait, wait, you know, and so he breaks the tr plaque over Lou Albano's head that was presented to him by Cindy Lauper, and. So Roddy Piper started attacking Cindy Lauper, and pops up Mr. T. <laughs> yeah, brother. <laughs> Where did he come from? You know, so he pops up out of the audience, rescues Cindy Lauper, and Hogan comes to the ring. It's just a whole big fiasco melee going on in the ring. Bob Orton's in there, Cowboy Bob Orton. I think Jimmy Snooker jumped in there. All sorts of different wrestlers. And so it led up to a challenge with Hulk Hogan and Mr. T versus Rowdy Roddy Piper and Paul Orndorff. Um, I believe originally the plan was not Paul Orndorff, but Dr. D, David Schultz, but he went and made an ass out of himself on 2020 for smacking a guy's ears off, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Did you ever see that, Jeremy? I did not. No. I did not. No, the John Thassel or whatever, he went up with trying to prove wrestling was fake, and he went up to Dr. D, David Schultz, and asked him how about it being fake, and he smacked him in the face and said, that feel fake to you? <laughs> and busted his eardrum. It was a big, so uh -huh, Vince's uh -huh. like, okay, can't bad publicity, can't do that. <laughs> Oops. So it became... My bad. So, you know, instead of becoming a major star, you know, he just became known as the guy that smacked John Thassel on 2020. <laughs> well, it became... Uh, Roddy Piper and Paul Orndorff versus Hulk Hogan and Mr. T. Well, this just... Well, before that, I'm sorry. Let me back up. Before the whole thing happened with Mr. T, I believe there was another score to settle the score card on MTV where it was Hulk Hogan and Roddy Piper. 
you know, Hogan was defending Cindy Lauper and all that. And it went to a, <clears throat> I think like a no contest or somebody, or Roddy Piper got disqualified or something like that. So they had to have another match. And that's when they came up with the Mr. T Hulk Hogan versus Roddy Piper right. and Paul Orndorff. And they would have a cowboy Bob Orton who was, um, Roddy Piper bodyguard in their corner, and Jimmy Snuka was in the corner of uh, Hulk Hogan and Mr. T's um, corner. But yeah, and that was what ended up becoming what they were going to call WrestleMania at Madison Square Garden, which was like kind of, I guess, back in the day, the mecca for professional wrestling. That's like. That's where you wanted to make it with Madison Square Garden. Right, right. You wanted a headline. Yeah. Yeah, this was like a big undertaking for Vince McMahon. He had to take loans. He had to mortgage everything off just to pay for that because he was going to make it the biggest thing ever seen in professional wrestling, which, you know, he was going to have, you know, the Hollywood elite there. He right. was just going to, you know— it was going to be all stars and glitter and blah, blah, blah. You know, whoever he can get to show up, basically. <laughs> so, you know, he was taking loans. I think uh, he took a loan from Jim Crockett, which was the uh, promoter, owner of NWA, I believe. That's okay. how it went. He like a million-dollar loan. And like I said, he, I guess, according to... Um, Stephanie McMahon, that's Vince McMahon's daughter, mm -hmm. and if you watch wrestling, you know who Stephanie McMahon is. Mm -hmm. um, she said they basically, her parents basically mortgaged everything. I mean, everything they had, they sold, mortgaged to pay for WrestleMania, and if it didn't succeed... It's all over. Yeah, basically, yep. that's what they were saying. That If this didn't succeed, WWF was gone. It was done. You know, so well, it, sometimes it, you have to do that. Sometimes yeah. you got to put every egg in one basket and hope yeah. for the best. Yeah, yeah, you have to, you have to do that. You know, you and you know, and for them, fortunately, it did turn out. It yeah, turned out probably I think beyond you know what they thought. I mean, they ended up having Liberace, you know, <laughs> Billy Martin. The Rockets. Uh, yeah. Bob, was Bob Euchre there? I can't remember who was all there. Um, without looking it up, and I, I just saw the I just saw the ones you Liberace with the Rockets. Um, uh, Muhammad Ali. Yeah, he was, he was a special guest referee for yeah, the main event. Yeah, that yeah, he was the special guest referee, and it was. I mean. Yeah, they were going all out, and I mean, some of these names might not sound like big things now, but back in yeah at, in '85, those were big names. Yeah, I mean, those were huge. Um, so yeah, it it ended up working out really well. Um, like Jeremy was saying, uh, Jeremy was saying that it, you know, over a million people went and seen it on closed circuit yep. and have pay-per-view yet um like that you can't do it from home you had to go to like a a movie theater or maybe there was like a coliseum that was right showing on. it yeah um 
or buy a ticket for it and actually go to the show in New York. Um, now you got to mortgage your house and promise your firstborn to go to <laughs> WrestleMania. But, um, well, you know. But uh, yeah, um, some of the other matches that they put on the show. So who won? Who won who the main won? event? Well, I didn't know we were getting there yet. Oh, but okay. Sorry. Fine. <laughs> thought it was my show but whatever jeremy we'll do it your way no um no um yeah uh hulk hogan and mr t ended up winning uh there was like as in professional wrestling you couldn't just have a straight up wrestling match people had to interfere oh yeah you know stuff got screwed up paul orndorff i think ended up getting hit by bob orton he wore a fake cast on his arm he got hit by that um, got knocked out. Uh, Hogan leg dropped him, I believe, and pinned him. And so that was that. Mr. T and, um, or yeah, they were celebrating in the ring. Roddy Piper and Bob, Cowboy Bob Orton Jr., they walked out of the ring, leaving Paul Orndorff there. Which led to a whole other rivalry ah, after WrestleMania. The story and, continues. And Paul Orndorff and Hogan became buddies and became a tag team. And then Orndorff turned on Hogan. So oh. <laughs> eventually. No. Oh. Say it isn't so. Why, brother? Why? <laughs> <laughs> but all no. the Hulkamaniacs out there. <laughs> yeah, Hulkamania. <laughs> But, yeah, um, then went, yeah, so that was really WrestleMania. That was, like, the big thing, you know, it, with that match. The other matches were pretty, you know, most of them were pretty lame, really. Well, the Iron but, Sheik had a match. Well, that the great? Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov, they, were, the t- they were taking on the U.S. Express, yes. which was Barry Windham and Mike Rotunda. I'm not going to go through who you, how you would know the guy now right. or by people who you would know him by. But, yeah, they're pretty well-known. Barry Windham, Mike Rotunda, very well-known family in wrestling. Um, but they were the champs, Mike, Mike Rotundo, Barry Windham. They got beat by the Iron Sheik, Nikolai Volkov, the bad, the main Russian and the Iranian guy, right, right, or Iraqi, whatever the Iron Sheik was. Um, that was an okay match. I mean, for what it was. I mean, um, uh, a couple months later, the U.S. Express did win them back. Got to see that on Superstars of Wrestling. Nah, there you go. <laughs> um, the other big match was Andre the Giant versus Big John Stud. Stud. Um, trying to say my S's. <laughs> um, He's been practicing. I've been practicing, girls. trying. Um, but it was a fifty, like a fifteen thousand dollar body slam challenge. If anybody could slam Big John Stud, got fifteen thousand dollars from his manager Bobby the Brain Heenan. Well, Andre, who's probably about two times bigger than <laughs> John Stud. <laughs> Did body slam him, grabbed the duffel bag full of money, started throwing it out to the audience. Bobby Heenan grabbed it and took off like a 
little pussy that he was, <laughs> you know, which is what manager did, bad guy manager did. Huh. You know. Hmm. Wow. Uh, what are you trying to say about Frankie, <laughs> I, now? Frankie Vegas? No, I'm a, I, I'm a good guy. <laughs> or I, I, I was when I took my hiatus. Um, <laughs> see, what else on there? Wendy Richter defeated Elani Kai. And once again, that was a Cindy Lauper. Uh, yeah, Cindy yeah. Lauper was with was with Wendy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she had ended up because she had won. Wendy had won the title from Mula, but then lost it at that same card that had Hogan and right. Piper on it. Right. She had lost it to Lilani Kai, which was one of Mula's students or whatever. And but then Wendy beat her at WrestleMania right. for the title. Um, did did Cindy Lauper and Captain Lou make up before WrestleMania? Yes, yeah, yeah. That was what the whole thing was. She was presenting him that award for contribution in wrestling oh, and right and rock, the rock and wrestling yep. thing. And gotcha. So and then you know he was starting to become, you know he was being humble, being a good guy, and. Piper come broke the thing over his head and it, <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, um, see what else I were mad. The other matches were Tito Santana versus the Executioner, and he won. Tito won by submission by a by a four uh, figure four leg lock. Right on. Yeah, I've tried to do that in real life and it 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 hurts <laughs> very bad. <laughs> Yeah, when you're a kid and you're doing wrestling moves and you don't realize there's a way to do them, uh-huh. yeah, don't. <laughs> you will hurt yourself. Uh, King Kong Bundy defeated Special Delivery Jones by pinfall in like 25 seconds. Oh, really? It was a fast match. Yeah, Holy shit. Got in the ring, squashed him, and that was it. King Kong Bundy, and just like his name said, he's a yeah. very big man. Very brutus, but yeah, uh, one of my favorite wrestlers, Brutus Beefcake, was, was um, taking on David San Martino, which was the son of Bruno San Martino, which was huge, huge legend in professional wrestling, and they went to a double disqualification. The Junkyard Dog defeated Greg Valentine by uh, countout. For out for the Intercontinental title, and I'm trying to stay in front of the mic. I learned from listening <laughs> to past episodes. There's a reason Jeremy puts this in my face, and I keep leaning back. Uh-huh. So I apologize for that. Um, or that, yeah, and that'd be the last match that I have that I haven't already covered. Um, yeah. So yeah, there wasn't a lot of matches like now WrestleMania. Right. The last couple of years have been a two-day event. Oh, really? Yeah, it's been a Saturday and a Sunday. Um, so when I found out, um, I, you know, I guess, like I said, I grew up, I grew up in the wrestling, in you know, in the business, and you know, I, I met all these great wrestlers along the way. Some of the classics, yeah, you know, Dick the Bruiser and Bobo Brazil and. And, uh, you know, the names from back in the day, you know, yeah. we, dad did wrestle with a lot of big names. And I remember we talked about cartoons earlier. I remember 
the you know the WWF cartoon, you know, where you had Hogan, Andre, Junkyard Dog yeah. against Roddy, and oh yeah, you know, I his, watched that. Watched it every Saturday. <laughs> yep. Um. I got out of it for a long time, and then when I found out that Al was actually had actually made it and was in there, then I started watching it pretty heavy, and that yeah. was that was early on for Rock and early on for Stone Cold and Mick Foley. Mick Foley, yeah, Mick Foley was a big was a big name. The Undertaker, yeah, um, yeah. Mick but we would rent a lot of those, yeah. a lot of those. Just I would only rent them if Al was on the card. Okay. If Al was on the card, I would rent the pay per view and pay for, and you know pay for the funnies yeah. just so I could watch him. When Al got out of it, went on to do like Tough Enough, and then because kind of faded out of the WWE. Yeah, became uh, a trainer coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now he's just basically kind of working some independent stuff or whatever. But um, yeah, I quit. I quit renting them. So I'm sure that I rented some sort of WrestleMania at one oh, point. You you don't have to rent them no more for WWE. Because you get them on Peacock, get the WWF, a WWE network oh, really? on there, on the cock. <laughs> Listen. That, that's what Jim Cornette, he's a, a former wrestling manager, that's what he calls it, the cock. <laughs> well, here, I, I'm going to tell you this. You know, HBO Max has become just Max. Yeah. So the bar has been set, Peacock. Yeah. That's all. And, and, and Brandon just... <laughs> Yeah, the cock. The cock. I, I say it all the time. My wife hates it. <laughs> don't, don't say that. <laughs> but anyway, start calling it the pussy yeah, cock. Yeah, it, it's now you know because it the peacock and got the WWE owns the rights to the WWE network now. So now you can get them all for they're they're not called pay per views. They're called premium live events. Gotcha, gotcha. So you're still watching for free. You can watch it. Well, you got to pay for the Peacock. But. Right on. Fair enough. Mm. I think I have Peacock. Mm. I get that Peacock. Yeah, cock, I think cock. I pay. I think I pay like nine ninety five a month or I, something like that. For yeah, years. something like that. Yeah. I don't even know. I got so many streaming things. I don't even oh, know yeah. what I, I, what, yeah, I, I, I don't even look at the bill anymore. Mm. I just pay it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, dude, uh, did you or do you remember nineteen eighty five? Did you? I don't know. Did you see it at the time? Um, I had to rent it on. Well, at the time, I didn't get WWE TV anywhere that I knew of. Right. You know, it wasn't until after WrestleMania and like being successful and like, oh shit, people wanted to see WWE right. or WWF. I'm sorry. And that's when it started coming on um, around here, Channel 22. On Saturday nights at eleven thirty, so I would stay up to eleven thirty watching um, wrestling, professional wrestling. And back then, you know, it you never seen Hulk Hogan on TV or right. you know anything like that. You seen everybody else, but you had to pay back then if you wanted to see the champ. You had to go, you know, go to a show, buy a ticket. So how long after WrestleMania was it before you actually got to see kind of the whole WrestleMania thing? Uh, probably because I seen it before WrestleMania too because I was into it then. Right. Um, so yeah, because I you know I never I had to wait for it to come out on uh, VHS, which gotcha. again that's what we had to watch. <laughs> <stuff on. laughs> 
What the hell's a VHS? <laughs> what the hell's a VHS? Um, yeah, so I waited for it to come out on VHS, and I, I was I was always renting wrestling tape, you know. Right, right. You know, if there was a new wrestling tape out, I got it, you know. And so I had to, it probably maybe a year or so, I watched it, and then I had to wait, I don't know, after WrestleMania 2, like six months or so. Right. For it to come out on, and so you could go rent it at the video store. Yeah, because yeah. you know we didn't have uh, Warsaw didn't have any way you could get pay per view at the time, and if you wanted to see it on closed circuit, you'd have to go to Fort Wayne, or right. and my mom just wasn't going to pay the money to take <laughs> drive my my ass up to Fort Wayne or South Bend. Uh, no dice, no, no dice. No. You can wait six months and watch it on the video cassette. Yeah, <laughs> after I already know who won. Well, that's okay. But I, the cool thing about WrestleMania two, though, is uh, what was it? Uh, there was a radio station out of Chicago. Um, w was it WLS? Was that out of Chicago? I, I can't remember. It. it was on AM, right? And I got the bright idea because WrestleMania was being shown that it was a stupid concept for WrestleMania too. They had part of the card in New York, part of the card in Chicago, and part of the card in Los Angeles. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, I thought, I wonder if, you know, the Chicago radio station, because it was kind of big back then, I was like, I wonder if they'll have wrestling on it. By God, they were, they were actually doing the Chicago stuff, you know, nice. on the radio. So I listened to uh, what happened in Chicago on the radio. Nice. And I was like, that was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. Now you can get it just within hours of it being over on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. They Crazy. don't like that. No, they don't. <laughs> I remember watch, I remember reading a lot of the next day cards so that I knew what was going to happen at Monday Night Raw when I yeah. was, you know. It's like, well, what happened at you know, SummerSlam the night before or whatever, whatever. <laughs> they had one every goddamn month, oh. you know. It was yeah, something they do about, now. Yeah. Uh, originally, though, for a while, it was just like four. There was four all year. Right. It was, um, well, WrestleMania was the big one, and they had SummerSlam, mm -hmm. um, Survivor Series, mm -hmm. and then the Royal Rumble. And they still have all those. And they still have all those. Yeah. But they've added one, like Jeremy said, every, every month. month. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which at eighty nine ninety five <laughs> got to be a lot of money every month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in the whole concept of who we just talked about, you know, we talked about uh, the Iron Sheik, and this is where I'm going to go with this. Okay. Um. He was he for us. He was local. You know, Detroit was pretty local for us. Uh, but he was a WWF star, and the a few years ago, my friend Carl um, actually went and rented a video, or maybe at that time it was a DVD of the Iron Sheik. You know, it went through all of, you know the story of the Iron Sheik or whatever, but documentary. But it starts off with a um, ten-man uh, over-the-top rope match with the Iron Sheik uh, out walks Andre the Giant, you know, and I can't remember who all who else was walking through there. And then this is on video, 
that you know they're filming this for one of their events guess who else come walking through that would have been my dad. Oh, <laughs> sweet. So, yeah, you see Andre walk through. Uh, no, he was knocked out relatively <laughs> early. <laughs> he was what Al calls as a jobber, you know. A he just, jobber. A jobber. He just, uh, he was just there to fill space. And actually, the other person there was uh, Tom Lynch, which was uh, another one of the guys that uh, we ran around with. Uh, Tom was uh, also Mr. Indiana in, in some Okay. year formerly known okay. prior to me being born but um tom actually uh had a gym in in um south bend for a lot of years oh, wow. i got me a really cool t- he brought me a for my graduation brought me a lynch's gym t-shirt that cool. it, that it means a lot to me but i have not seen him since and that's been several years ago but you know you called your dad or you said your dad was a jobber but i remember seeing him in warsaw and he won the whole damn tournament thing they were having. He turned on his partner, Brian Costello, and stole all the money. Because it was a tag team tournament. He was quite the heel. He loved being the heel. Um, yeah, in those days, he was a jobber because, you know, he wasn't he wasn't going to flip onto the giant over top of the uh, top rope. That's for damn sure. But, um, yeah, it was just really – I remember Carl calling me. Uh, he's like, you ain't going to believe what I just found accidentally. And uh, he actually made a copy of it. I've got it somewhere. It's on DVD. I might have a digital digital piece of that tin too, but because Carl had a whole bunch of Dad's old matches. You that, have to uh, send that to me. I want to see uh, that. To, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty amazing. Sergeant Golden. <laughs> I have to see if I can find it. I'll put it in the drawer. Was he was he going by Sergeant Golden at that time? I don't know. You don't know. I don't remember. I have to look because I'm sure they put the names on there. He might have just been. It's by going by Bobby Golden. I don't know. So. All right. Well, that was uh, that was pretty good, man. I can tell that you have a serious desire for uh, for wrestling and oh, WrestleMania, and I love wrestling and all that stuff growing up. So but, that was pretty good. Yeah, but I that eighties wrestling went the best. I mean, yeah, I love Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, all those guys that came out in the Attitude Era. But there's just something about eighties wrestling. It was just. It was awesome. Today's product is just a very poor. It is what it says it is, and that's entertainment. Yeah, yeah, sports entertainment. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. You know, but you still have your. You still have your. I don't know what they got now. I haven't watched. I haven't watched a regular. Uh, you know, a regular Monday Night Raw, and I don't know how long. But okay. um, my one of my personal favorites of this new era was Chris Jericho. And I know he's not even with WWF anymore. No, he, he was with he was with what he's with uh, uh, TNA TNT. He with TN, AEW AEW. Yeah, yeah. All he, elite wrestling. There you go. And he took a lot of people with him too. I mean, yeah, there's a bunch a, of names. Took but, a couple. But, yeah, but uh, yeah. But they always come back to the <laughs> WWE. Told Benny. That's where the money's at. That's where the money's at. All right, man. Nice All job. Right. Nice job. Uh, hopefully you, you guys Thank have you. enjoyed this episode of the Golden 80s as we talked about WrestleMania and all of our connections to the wrestling business. And, uh, you know, send us an email. Tell us what you think. Were you, were you a big fan of, of the 80s? Or do you like, as Brandon calls it, the Attitude Era? Attitude Era. Yeah. I haven't heard that. That's new to me. I think this isn't the PG Era. I think what they call it now, I think. You know, and then... 
the eighties, man. The the eighties are the best. Back I in mean, the day, when Hogan was at the top, and and then you brought in Randy Macho Man. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> never do a Slim Jim. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Let us know. Uh, the Golden Image Eighties at uh, Gmail dot com. Yeah. Um, also, go check out Golden Mojo Ent dot com. You know, you can get your Golden Eighties T shirt on there. You mm. know, you want one yes. because they're fucking badass. But yeah, go check that out. All the merch for the entire Golden Mojo Empire is on there. So you can get uh, a Call Guys T shirt, or maybe you want a Golden Image Podcast T shirt. Well, maybe uh, you might want to, mm, I don't know, a um, murderer's T-shirt. Uh, maybe you want a quarter books and booze. Hell, you might want an Indiana Chiefs fan. You might be an Indiana Chiefs fan. You could find all that on goldenmojoent.com. But if you like paranormal, that's the United States Paranormal.com, where all their merchandise, and they just got a new cryptid. Indiana's number one cryptid, the great white bald beaver. <laughs> go check it out. But anyways, yeah. So there you go. That's the empire. And go check out. Uh, go check them out. They're, they're, these guys are working hard on all these podcasts. So they definitely are working super hard. All right. Well, let's get out of here. All right. Until next week. Let's get out. Peace. Later. Thank you.